turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Well, the headlines change every day, but the themes that create them certainly do not. We see more and more of that as the days progress. I'm Bruce Hooley. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. We will be joined one hour from now by Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network, who breaks a major story today that hopefully will awaken people to the necessity of defeating Issue 1, the authenticity of those who are for issue one, the authenticity of their reasoning being that, hey, a lot of the people who are trying to pass uh, or who are rather trying to defeat this are funded by out-of-state money. Uh, Jack Windsor's exclusive breaking story in the OhioPressNetwork.com proves that uh, a Swiss billionaire who lives here is part of an effort that has donated hmm, $3.5 million to the effort to defeat Issue 1, and then there's another woke organization, foundation, another dark money group, they're both dark money groups, that have donated another $1.9 million. That brings the grand total of -of out-of-state contributions to defeat Issue 1 to $12 million of the $14.8 million raised. Don't look at that. Look over here where there's a Chicago billionaire who's donated $4 million to help pass Issue 1. He's evil, the American, the guy who's built a company that's created thousands of jobs all over the years. That's the bad guy. The good guys are the shadowy billionaires who live here and create dark money organizations. That's a familiar theme, right? Two tiers of justice, two systems, two ways of looking at things, and the media portraying only one side, trying to keep you from knowing the truth. A familiar theme we sound here on the show all the time. Here's another theme. Uh, Police doing their job, criminals refusing to comply, bad things happening to a criminal, and then the cop gets charged. And that is the case with the police officer, the Columbus police officer, who shot and killed Donovan Lewis in early 2022. That officer... And I'm going to not mention that officer's name on my show. I know you can find his name. I know it's out there. But I'm not going to mention that officer's name on my show until or unless he is found guilty of a crime. Because I do not believe he committed any crime. And I am a supporter of the mindset that has started to gain traction in media that you don't report the name of a mass shooter because you don't want to give the mass shooter fame. I don't believe I've ever mentioned the name of the officer who shot and killed Micaiah Bryant when she threatened another girl with a knife in Columbus. Old LeBron James mentioned his name, published his picture. The media mentioned the officer's name, published his picture, tried to disparage him, did disparage him. I never mentioned his name because I didn't think he did anything wrong, and I think he's entitled to the anonymity of just being 
a guy who followed his training. Likewise, that's why I won't name the Columbus police officer who today was indicted for the murder of Donovan Lewis. This is a complete travesty of justice. But we're in a city run by Democrats with a virtue-signaling Democratic mayor and a virtue-signaling Democratic city council. And so they're not going to stand up, just as they didn't stand up for the officer who was finally, (laughs) way after it should have happened, exonerated in the shooting death of Micaiah Bryant. This officer, a 30-year veteran of the force, Uh, has had his life ruined because another criminal, a person with multiple arrest warrants, on the night that Donovan Lewis was shot, made more bad decisions than the series of bad decisions that created the arrest warrants that led to police going to his apartment. Now, let me just say clearly, before the activists get themselves in an uproar, it is... Very sad that Donovan Lewis does not get to live the rest of his life, does not get to, you know, grow up and hopefully mature. I am uh, certainly sympathetic to any parent who loses a child uh, through an act of violence or through an accident or anything. I'm very sympathetic to that. I'm a parent. I can sort of cognitively imagine the depth of that pain. But Donovan Lewis made a series of bad decisions that, as I said, created the arrest warrants that caused police officers to go to his home in the night, in the middle of the night. And the reason why you go in the middle of the night is, ever been woken up in the middle of the night? You're disoriented and you're not exactly like as feisty maybe as you would be if you were charged with multiple crimes as Donovan Lewis was. Donovan Lewis was wanted on charges of felony mishandling of a firearm. He was also wanted for domestic violence and assault on his mom and I believe on his pregnant girlfriend or the, re- or the assault on the mom happened when he was in a scrap with his pregnant girlfriend. So again, this doesn't negate the fact that it's a tragedy that Donovan Lewis died, but what is... Not going to be reported today because I know when we go back to March when this officer retired. Let me just read you the the, the, uh, the lead, the first paragraph. On the Associated Press lead on March the 6th, 2023, when the officer who was indicted today retired from the force. He retired from the force. He had 30 years in. He retired from the force. He's facing likely charges. He knew which way this was going to go in a city run by Democrats who pander to the black community at every turn. Here's how the Associated Press, which is supposed to be a down-the-middle organization, an organization that tells the truth, an organization that doesn't take a side, that doesn't pick an agenda to root for. The AP lead on the retirement of this Columbus police officer in March was, an Ohio police officer who shot and killed a black man as he lay in bed in his home last summer is no longer on the force. That's the lead from the Associated Press story. Uh, Is that a fair representation of what happened on the night Donovan Lewis died? Uh, Not even close. And the way you craft that lead, the reason you craft that lead the way you do, is because you don't want people to know that 
Columbus police went to Donovan Lewis's apartment and knocked on the door for eight to ten minutes before anyone came to the door. The Associated Press and others, I've got Newsweek, I've got Axios, I've got Huffington Post. They don't want you to know that after the officers were finally allowed into the apartment after knocking on the door for eight to ten minutes and announcing themselves as Columbus police, the liberal news outlets out there, which is every outlet almost, they don't want you to know that they released a canine, a police canine, a German shepherd, to bark and bark and bark and bark. Still, Donovan Lewis did not come out of his room. They don't want you to know that there were two other men in the apartment, and they refused to say whether Donovan Lewis was even in the apartment. And they don't want you to know that Donovan Lewis wasn't laying in bed when an officer shot him, but that Donovan Lewis was getting up out of bed and had something in his left hand. That something turned out not to be a weapon. It turned out to be a vape pen. And Donovan Lewis was shot one time by the officer, and unfortunately, very unfortunately, very tragically, yet unpreventively, that bullet killed Donovan Lewis. And now this officer is charged with murder. That is a travesty. It is a travesty. This officer, do you think they know what they're going to arrest a guy for? When you get a warrant to go arrest a guy in the middle of the night, say, hey, we got a guy, we'd like to go to arrest this Donovan Lewis. He lives at this address. Just go arrest him, okay? Well, what's he What's he being arrested for? Ah, never mind. Uh, none of your business. Do you think you might know that this guy's being arrested for felony mishandling of a firearm? Ooh, whoops, firearm. What would go through your mind if they told you you were going out to arrest somebody at 2 in the morning for felony mishandling of a firearm? And then they didn't come to the door after you banged on the door for 8 to 10 minutes. And then they didn't come to the door after you released a canine dog and said, I'm going to release this dog on you. We're going to open your door. We're going to release this dog. Come out. Just come to the door. Open up. Hands on your head. And he didn't come to the door. What would go through your mind? Do you think your anxiety level over arresting somebody in the middle of the night who's wanted for felony mishandling of a firearm who you might know assaulted his mom or girlfriend or both, you think your anxiety level might go up a little bit and then you see the guy sit up in bed and he's got something in his left hand and at that point in time you've got what? What what, what kind of millisecond do you have to decide? Uh, I should probably wait to see if that's a weapon. Because I mean he's charged with felony mishandling of a firearm but uh, chances are he probably doesn't have a firearm. I mean chances are he probably didn't use the 8 to 10 minutes I've been banging on the door and the other 5 to 10 minutes that the dog's been barking and howling and trying to get into his room. He probably didn't do anything like, I don't know, go find the firearm, load the firearm, and standing there on the other side of the door ready to kill me. That's probably not what he's going to do. This is a complete joke that this officer is indicted. But that's where we are in our culture. There's no respect for the law. I do not know how the men and women of the Columbus Police Department are expected to do their job when they are continually disparaged, when they are not supported by their leadership, by their mayor. Please come, save us, help us. But don't you dare ever make a very human mistake. So we had a shooting this morning at a bar on West Rich Street. That's in Franklinton, 3.09 a.m., and we have a murder victim. And by my count, and with the assistance of the uh, the tracker, the homicide tracker, the murder tracker at uh, NBC4I Columbus, this is by my count the 90th murder 
in the city of Columbus this year. Um, we have a culture of violence here. It is not in any way, shape, or form the fault of Columbus police, nor is the uh, solve rate of these murders, which is around 50%. I am continually amazed at the work that our police do to protect us because you don't need to be a police officer to understand how difficult it would be to do your job without the support of your superiors. Have you ever had a job of any kind where you felt like your superiors were looking for reasons to hang you, looking for reasons to find fault with how you do your job and whether they could find a technicality or second-guess you or backseat drive you into, you know, complete and utter frustration over the way you are monitored, over the way you are supervised, over the way you are led, even though you're not really being led, you're being disparaged. Uh, this is what I see in the indictment of the Columbus police officer who, unfortunately, reacted to Donovan Lewis taking a prolonged period of time before uh, the officer had to open the door to Donovan Lewis's bedroom because Donovan Lewis wouldn't do it, despite the officer's banging on his door for 10 minutes, releasing a canine into the home, despite two people who were in the home not telling them whether Donovan Lewis was or wasn't there, and the officers who were there in early 2022 to serve a warrant for felony mishandling of a firearm, assault, domestic violence. All of it stirred up into the worst set of circumstances. Nobody wanted to shoot Donovan Lewis. And the fact that Donovan Lewis got shot was largely... Donovan Lewis's own fault for A, being the subject of warrants, and B, not cooperating with police when they came to his door. Virtually every time a person dies at the hands of a police officer, the focus is on the officer's actions in the moment and almost no attention. In fact, most times, absolutely no attention is given to not just one bad decision that the person on the receiving end of that deadly police force made, not just one bad decision that person made, but a series of bad decisions that that person made. Uh, pick pick anybody. Pick Michael Brown. Pick anybody you want. Jacob Blake. Pick George Floyd. Pick Pick anyone you want. And I will be able to cite at least five bad decisions that person made that forced the officer that built, like, guardrails around that officer and tunneled that officer toward doing what that officer did, that now we're going to cherry-pick and we're going to prosecute that officer for doing. Uh, This attitude is not exclusive to Columbus, of course. This attitude prevails across our country. It's why we have murder rates skyrocketing. It's why we have crime rates skyrocketing. We have an astronomical number of car thefts here in Columbus. We have so many that it's getting boring just stealing a car. It doesn't get you any social media bona fides anymore. Now you have to steal a car and crash the car into something, into a house, into a school, into something. You have to crash the car into something. Or, as we had 
what, a week ago? I lose track. These things all seem to happen virtually every day. We had two stolen cars crashing into each other. And, of course, it's juveniles inside, and they're running from the scene, and they're not really punished to the point where they realize that I don't enjoy getting in trouble for doing this. The trouble is uh, is not worth it. To use the phrase that the woke often cite, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Uh, over, uh, over the last weekend, we had the second instance of rampant youth violence in Chicago. A bunch of youth start taking over a convenience store, gas station, terrorizing people, fighting with each other. Uh, the mayor of Chicago, he's uh, pretty much uh, the mayor of Columbus. He's pretty much the mayor of Baltimore. He's pretty much the mayor of L.A. and San Francisco. He's pretty much the mayor, pretty much a Democratic mayor everywhere that this violence proliferates. Uh, here's the uh, Chicago TV news reporting on what happened with these kids. And listen closely at the end when Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson swoops in with his pronouncement of how police acted even when he's praising them. This was the scene near Roosevelt and Canal Sunday night. Groups looted a convenience store. More than three dozen teenagers were arrested along with a 12-year-old and at least one 20-year-old. Store owners say it was the second such incident in that area in just the past few weeks. And today, Mayor Johnson commended Chicago police for the way they handled it. To the best of their ability, I believe that they attempted to engage with our young people, with community partners, giving as much warning as they possibly could. And, you know, unfortunately, arrests, you know, were made. Unfortunately, arrests were made. Unfortunately. Ah, it's a shame they had to arrest them. Um, they attempted to engage. Why are they attempting to engage? Why don't they just arrest them? Now, this was a topic, of course, of conversation at Brandon Johnson's next press conference when somebody asked him a question about the mob of young people who were acting up. And he didn't focus on the actions of the young people. He focused on the word mob. That's not appropriate. We're not talking about mob actions. I didn't say that. Okay, what I'm... Hold on a second, okay? Respectfully. These large Mm. gatherings. Mm, Gatherings. These large gatherings. Just hold on a second, (laughs) y'all. I promise you, we have time to talk. Oh, God. It's Let's important that we speak of these dynamics in an appropriate way. Yeah. This is not to obfuscate what is actually taking place. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is... Are we ever going to get to the point where people say, well, uh, we've tried all this. We've tried loving on the kids. We've tried engaging with them. We've tried, you know, policing people's language. Don't, don't call them a mob. No, don't call them a mob. <laughs> Are we ever going to, like, revert back to crime, punishment, deterrence, consequences? Can we try that again, please? Please.